Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. Welcome to this week's episode. I really wanted to jump in right quick and tell you guys something really exciting I've been up to. If you follow me on social media, you've already seen me talk about it. I have talked about it on my email list. If you are an email subscriber, I have launched a coaching program and it's called Glisten and Get It. So tell me right now, girl, are you ready to glisten and get it? This is a get unstuck strategy session with me. So in this session, we're going to go from stuck to success in your life, business, passion project, even motherhood, because I know how crazy it gets. And sometimes you are just stuck in your tracks and you have analysis paralysis. So that's why I'm here for you, girl. Okay. In this 60 minutes, one-on-one listen and get a session with me, we're going to sit down and define why are you stuck and break through to your glitter because girl, it's all inside of you. You just need to tap into your own potential. I will work with you to build a customized three to five specific customized action plan to get you unstuck and start feeling that momentum in your life, business, or motherhood. If you have that passion project that you're ready to launch and just don't know where to start, let's sit down, let's talk about it, and let's jot it, everything in a customized action plan. You're gonna walk away with your glisten and get it plan and get going. Right now is the time, okay? Spots are going so fast, I already have a couple of clients lined up, and for a limited time, I have a $47 per one hour session pricing. This is limited pricing in about a couple of months or weeks, I am gonna be changing the price. So, if you are ready to kick your passion projects in the booty, email me at theglobeeffect at gmail.com and book your spot. Let's listen and get it, girl. So welcome everyone to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. Today I am hanging out with Pilar Tucker. Say hello. Hello everyone. Thank you for joining me and for accommodating me so quickly. I feel like I reached out and you were like, yes, I'd absolutely love to. And I'm like, yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Pilar has it. We're doing this over Zoom and she has this really posh little like loft living room backdrop and I'm so jealous of it. <laughs> I have to get in the zone. This is my way of like visualizing my best self. I know, right? I love that. Um, So Pilar is the founder of Empower Our Crown. And I wanted to bring her on today to really talk about her experience and what called her to start Empower Our Crown and a lot of the um, pillars and um, lifestyle practices that she likes to instill through her organization. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you and what do you do? Sure. So thank you again for even inviting me on your podcast. That's awesome. I love what you do. And for me, I am many things, but first I am a a woman, you know, I love being a woman in the skin that I'm in. Um, I am a clinical doctoral student right now studying global mental health as a clinical psychologist in practice. Um, I am also the founder of Empower Our Crown, which is an organization that I founded to empower women and girls primarily of color to become mentally and emotionally competent world changers. And what I mean by that is just really being Um, stepping into their own skin and their own power and bridging the gap between mental wellness and 
leadership advancement. It's very important for me that you have both. You know, I think that people should be the CEOs of their life and also the CEOs of any business or job that they want to pursue. Mm-hmm. Love that. And can you share a little bit, a little bit of your story? Like how has it been in becoming a therapist and present day, like all you're juggling and being a doctoral student and kind of, I know you share a lot on your social media, like your journey to discover loving yourself and, and expressing self-love. So share with us a little of your story of, you know, in a, in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in short, my story is full of beauty and and ugly truths. You know, I think that I really fell in love with psychology in high school when I was in a very dark time of my life. And it was something that I finally found like hope in. I remember just being in the class and and at the time I I was just not invested in school, which is so crazy because now I'm like, I'm in like a lifelong learner. But at the time I just was going through a very dark phase. So psychology, this one class, I was like, wow, I, I really love this and I enjoy it and I wanted to learn more. And from there, I started, you know, t- practicing psychology, you know, in any way that I could being a high school senior. So reading more of the books, you know, watching videos and hearing all these amazing psychologists talk about, and, and therapists, not just psychologists, but just talk about how the brain works and how that then manifests in our different behaviors. And I I thought to myself, okay, well, if I am going to go to college, which I have to, because my parents are making me, I, um, I am going to study psychology. So I went to undergrad and I started studying psychology. And during that time, it was as if I was like, blossoming from a very painful period of my life. You know, when I was a teenager and adolescent, I went through a lot of identity issues and, you know, not feeling the love that I, I, I represent and feel now and, and feeling very alone. So when I started doing psychology, I felt like I was putting the puzzles, the, pe- the puzzle pieces back together. Yeah. I started feeling better, um, but still not fully. Cause it was like, you know, you, you, it takes time to heal. So I was doing psychology in undergrad and I was like, I don't want to stop here. So I went to go get my master's, moved back home. And and I thought that it was like at a point that I was healing fully. Um, But then I got into a relationship um, with someone that it wasn't the healthiest relationship. And a lot of my time with that partner at the time was, you know, focused on putting him on a pedestal. And because of that, I lost a lot of me. And it didn't really make sense because I had done so much work to heal. And now I was in a master's program, practicing psychology on a higher and more advanced level and working with clients now because we could do that in our internships. And something just felt, you know, uh, unreal. You know, it didn't feel like I was being my authentic self because on one hand, I was trying to help promote wellness and model to my clients at the time that this is how you practice well-being and incorporate different interventions to minimize stress. And on the other hand, I was, you know, not practicing that self-care for myself not practicing that self-love and well-being for self. So I felt like I was living a double life almost. And I literally had like a coming to like Jesus spirituality moment where I broke down and I was like, this isn't who I want to be. You know, I love psychology. I fell in love with it. That's the reason why I kind of 
understood what was going on with me in high school and how I knew how to help myself heal in ways. And now I'm using that gift for others, but I'm not being true to myself. So when I broke down, you know, it was in a class at the time and, and my teachers, my professors were so shocked. Like how, like you come to school, you do what you're supposed to do. Like you, you look good, you dress well, all these things that were so external, but my internal being was just so exhausted and sad. So I, I, that moment when I like talked to my professor and, you know, she checked in, she was just like, okay, so what, what's going on? And I was just like, I have so much on my plate. I'm so stressed. I'm in a relationship. And she's like, you know what? Every therapist needs a therapist. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that at the time. I thought we just had to be strong for everyone else. But in all reality, an effective therapist is strong for self first. So that was kind of like the pivot that I needed to hear. Like, it's okay. You know, it's okay to be sad, but you have to do what you need to do to work through these pains and i knew it but i knew it because of like textbook stuff you know but until you practice it for yourself you really understand the like the true depths of it so from then i was like okay i need to heal again this was another form of healing so i started doing that and then you know through that just creating a space as an adult to to get that healing and that constant healing. And that's kind of how Empower Our Crown was birthed through a place, place of pain. And now it's like transforming that, that power and giving people the opportunity and the platform to just feel what they feel, but know that they're not stuck there. Mm, I love that. And I love how you mentioned like it was that check-in with your professor because it brought to... Um, my mind the moment where I was working my first job out of college and I was pregnant and there was a complete I was in a dark space because I felt very ashamed of that mm -hmm. so my manager pulled me aside and he's like what's going on with you like you're being so weird like are you looking for another job and in my head I'm like that is the least of my problems right, right. now like, right. I'm not leaving this job <laughs> and literally just him and asking me what is going on with me because he noted um that difference in my behavior I literally just broke down in his office and here I am, like a little like 22-year-old girl, like crying in this grown man's office. Um, so it's just like that one question, that one person to realize that, you know, something is just like, what is going on? Um, and how people can be so in tune to your behaviors. But I really love that story. Um, and it segues really well into, you know, what really called you to start Empower Our Crown and how have you been able to, you know, build a network um, mm -hmm. within the city to, you know, really um, instill its values? Yeah. So again, Empower Our Crown was birthed from a place of, of pain. You know, I was seeking something that I didn't have. I was seeking a connection. I know when I went to undergrad, I had so much of that, like love, support. Um, I went to an all-girls school, Spelman College in Atlanta, and it helped my healing process because I was around people who, who embodied the things that I love so much, you know, like education, love, spirituality, family, sisterhood. So I was like, wow. And when I moved back to Boston to go to my master's program, I didn't have that as much. So that played a huge part in me feeling like it was so hard to heal and like just settle kind of with that relationship that I was in. So when I 
you know, after the talk with the professor and all that stuff and really doing some soul searching, I had to sit with myself for a while. I had to sit with the pain for a while to see what is going to help me, what made me happy and how can I get that back? And some of the things that made me the most happy were my times at Spelman where I was with my like sisters and building and just becoming the leader that I wanted to be, but also practicing wellness. So I was like, okay, how can I combine all of these together to create that space? Because during the, the two years that I was in my master's, I really isolated myself because I was working full time. I was going to school full time. I had an internship. So I didn't have time for that social connection that we really all need to to thrive and survive. Like people need people. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, okay, what can I do? And I was like, I, I had started having a relationship with God again. I hadn't for a while and going to church and, and all that stuff. So I, I started praying and writing and journaling. And, you know, I, I was like, I need to create a, an organization. I don't know what this organization is going to manifest as, but I know that I want to empower women and girls who may have been in a painful space in their life to be powerful and not just powerful monetarily or powerful in their jobs, but powerful in their spirituality, powerful in their bodies, powerful in their emotions. And I was thinking about names one day. I've been writing like so many different names on my phone of what an organization can be called. Like I was like, what could this be called? What, what do I want? What will embody everything that I'm standing for? And I, I would first, I was like, empower her crowd. And I was like, mm, that's excluding people. You know, I want yeah. people, everyone, empower our. And even though I primarily work with women and girls, I, I now have extended it to communities, you know, so people can feel like they have a space to be heard. People can feel like they have a space and a platform to practice the mental wellness, but also develop their leadership roles. Yeah, I love the inclusivity of that um, because sometimes you have to think outside the box and think of how, okay, like focusing on women is great, but like you have so many great resources available that you can share with, you know, other genders and groups and communities. So I really like that. Um, I wanted to talk about, you know, why um, it is important to take care of our mental health and practice wellness. And, you know, sometimes it can be intimidating because. Um, a lot of times it's like, well, you know, chat with a therapist and it's like, where do you even start? You know, everyone's like, get on psychology today. And like, you know, like all the little elements that are in there, it can be somewhat intimidating or um, sometimes can be like frowned upon in certain communities. So I just want to talk a little bit about like why it's so important to nurture mental health um, and where can we start um, to explore and get started if we, if we have that like need. Definitely. I know mental health is such a, um, it's a stigmatized topic. You know, people associate mental health or mental illness with a disease. You know, there's a lot of negative connotation that is associated, unfortunately. However, I always say your mental health is your wealth. Because when you feel well, when you do well, you feel like you can navigate through the challenges that we're always going to be faced with. Life is full of challenges and unpredictability. So when you take care of your mental health, you're able to kind of manage those challenges in a way that feels good for you. 
So I always tell people to start with you, you know, and that sounds so simple. Oh, I could start with you, but it's challenging because oftentimes we avoid the challenges that we go through um, when we're talking about our mental illness. We want to, we don't want to identify that something is wrong because then people think that something's wrong with us and we have a problem. So I tell people to take your time. You know, if you want to go to therapy, you should. If you're feeling like you can't manage or navigate the life stressors that are Im imposed on you, um, and you're feeling like you've tried everything possible to help minimize your stress or, you know, take away the anxiety or the depression or the sadness or the anger that you're experiencing, then you need to get professional help. And sometimes that looks like individual therapy where you can find either through like a PCP, like sometimes it's overwhelming to go to psychology today because there's thousands of therapists and most of them you're looking at are like, oh, this wait list, we have a wait list. Oh, we don't take your insurance. And that, that turns people off. Yeah. So I always recommend people to ask someone whether it's a PCP who may have that relationship with the therapist and maybe by a phone basis, call them and, and refer me to them. Or if therapy is something that's overwhelming for you because of the negative connotations, talk to someone who's a trusted individual, you know, someone that can give you proper guidance, not necessarily mental health guidance, but just to support you in your time. You know, you want to talk to someone that can uplift your spirits, someone who will give you sound advice, someone that will give you unbiased advice. Sometimes when we talk to people, they're like, oh no, you're fine, girl. And we're both in a toxic situation. So seek people who can give you valid and effective wisdom and support. Yeah. And it feels like, you know, a lot of the time, uh, you know, we're like, oh, I talked to my sister, like she tells me everything I need to know. But when you mention unbiased, like sometimes you're in the same boat and you're just like uh, feeding off of each other and it's not really helping anyone really like take right. one step forward to, you know, becoming um, more stable um, and uh, more clear view almost. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So I love that you mentioned the unbiased uh, opinion part. Uh, and, and sometimes therapy can seem a lot of a form of self-care. And I know that's something that you share a lot about on the Empower Our Crown platform. So I wanted to ask you a little bit, why do you think like self-care is so crucial, especially in moments of stress? Uh, and if you could share with us, you know, when was it that you decided that you for sure regularly wanted to implement time to invest in self-care for yourself and for your, um, your life? lifestyle so self-care to me now is an essential way of, of living you know it is something that I feel is a necessity to us living productive and well lives because I know before the way I used to view self-care, it was as something that I could put off until the weekend or if I worked really hard or I had a great week then I earned the self-care however we shouldn't have to earn self-care we deserve it it's a right in my opinion it's something that we are given to help us navigate each day well um and there's so many different forms of self-care i know earlier last week i had posted something around the seven types of self-care and those 
included like pleasure and mental stimulation and, you know, physical activity and social connection. And there's so many different avenues of self-care that we can practice. I think sometimes people think of self-care as, you know, only one thing like, oh, I know self-care is just getting my nails done or my hair done. And those are self-care, but it's not the only thing. There's so many different ways that we can incorporate and implement self-care into our daily lives that help us be well. Yeah. And what is your favorite form of self-care? So I have a few favorites, but I would say my, okay, okay. so my, I love to um, pray. I, I, that's something that's new for me. So that's a new self-care tool that I've definitely loved because it just lets me um, spend time with a higher being, you know? So it's like, I don't have to you know, keep all this stress or, you know, confusion or chaos to myself. And I don't have to burden someone else with the pain because if you have a higher being, in my opinion, then you can, you know, share your joy and your pain with to its entirety Mm -hmm. Um, with no judgment, no, you know, no uh, just snarky comments or biases, I guess. And then I love to work out. That's something that is my vice, you know, and I need to do more of it now that we're in quarantine. But I think that that's another escape for me. It's a way that I can release, you know, stress and I can engage in, um, you know, a challenge because working out sometimes is hard, you know, especially if you're going to classes, (laughs) if you're going to classes, you know, it's, it's a challenge. So I love working out. I also love to learn. Like that's something for me, I I like to work out my brain. So reading and writing and and just challenging myself to learn something new gives me so much joy because it's like, wow, what the brain can do, what your body can do when you work out, it's, it's almost such an alarming and fascinating thing that you could go to those levels. You know, I could never, if you asked me, Five years ago, if I were to be in a doctorate program, I would probably be like, I wish, you know, but now it's like, wow, no, your brain could really, you can train your brain to be more advanced. And I love that. Um, And then spending time with family and friends. That's like my, uh, another vice that I, I need. I need that connection, that love, that uplifting, you know, time with people who are genuine and authentic and loving in return. And those are my, those are my main ones. I have more, but those are my, my main go-tos. <laughs> Love it. Would you have any advice for someone who is like, well, great. Self-care sounds awesome, but I don't know what brings me like that joy. Like, do you have any like pointers on how they can navigate, like finding ways to practice self-care? Absolutely. So I think that goes back to, you know, the seven types of self-care that I had um, spoken to you about, and it's really learning what works for you. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes people are trying to look for answers through other people, but the best answers that you have is within. It's really figuring out what you like. So we all do things that we like or that we're good at or something and try to find a balance of both. Because if you only do what you like, you don't learn to develop new skills. But if you 
do try to challenge your brain, challenge your body into new things, you can find new tasks that you like. So really think about what you've done in the past, what you like doing now, and what you would hope to do. I like to look at it as like a past, present, future type of thing. So then you can adapt all of those in your self-care regimen. So if it's like, oh, I had a, a, my favorite pastime of playing soccer, you know, on a team when I was in fifth grade. Okay, so maybe you can incorporate that as an adult. Maybe not on a team, but if you want to do it, um, you know, with a child or with some friends, do that. Or if it's like right now, I, I really don't know what I want to do in my work, but I know that I like to lead. Find an opportunity to lead. And then if you're like, okay, in the future, I know that I want to um, write a book. Start writing little mini blogs, you know? Try to figure out how you can incorporate all those different moments in your life. And you can find what works for your self-care. Yeah, and I love that because I feel like that advice is very sound because if you find one thing that you find joy in, um, it can evolve. Yes. So it can completely rotate into something um, that you didn't even expect or foresee. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Um, I, before we started recording, I had told you I was tuning into your video about productivity in this time. Um, and I think actually it's a really important message. So I wanted to kind of tap into, you know, why right now um, people are preaching or, or saying, you know, like, okay, right now is just, there's a lot of uncertainty and being unproductive is okay. Um, and you were sharing, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that. So I wanted to, to have you share with the listeners like productivity in this time right now of kind of uncertainty and um, its value. Sure. I believe that productivity is actually essential. Mm -hmm. um, I think people are thinking that they have to be busy all the time to mask pain and that is so false. However, productivity doesn't mean that you have to incorporate all these busy to do tasks that are irrelevant. Productivity is just the art and the state of being um, or producing something, you know, and you can produce rest, you can produce relaxation, you can produce mindfulness, you know, so I really want to challenge people to get out of the notion of being unproductive or being complacent or being okay with doing nothing for too long. You know, yes, take your breaks. Yes, breathe. Yes, sit down and sit with your feelings. However, if we stay stuck in a feeling or an emotion too long, even if it's happiness, too much of anything isn't good. Yeah. So when I said, shared that message, it wasn't to put anyone down for being unproductive, rather than to challenge them and uplift them to do what works for them. Be productive in your own right. You know, that goes back to the self-care. You have to develop an individualized plan to be effective throughout your day. And effectiveness is implementing those breaks, but it's also having the balance of working. You know, we have to work our minds, we have to work our brains. It's not to stress ourselves out, it's just to remain constant. We wanna be constant. Life and time don't stop for anyone unless you pass away, you know? Yeah. So if we choose to stop physically, 
life will be way ahead of us. So we want to be productive and intentional in our steps so we're able to maximize our own individual time on earth. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because sometimes, um, it can be a blurred line. Like you are understanding like, okay, right now things are not the way that they typically would be. And Mm -hmm. people who may be considered, you know, very busy, very hectic lifestyle, you know, busy bodies. I'm using air quotes here. Um, (laughs) you know, it feels like they are very stuck. Um, and just having that understanding that it's all right, but there are other ways that you can tap into that productivity, like you mentioned. Um, so I thought that would be very valuable to share with the listeners. So thank you. Um, so real quick, I just want to switch gears to talk a little bit about how Empower Our Crown gets involved with the community. And if you could share maybe like why you believe it's so important to build community and maybe like some of the fun events that you guys do. I love um, seeing those. Yes. So community is everything for Empower Our Crown. It's really about building and connecting and advancing community. So we, of course, are a mental health-based organization. Everything that we do first starts with mental health and spirituality, really. Um, But through that, we do different workshops such as, you know, financial literacy, building emotional and financial wealth. We'll do that avenue. We touch upon, of course, the mental wellness. So how are you implementing self-care and wellness in your life to be that productive leader? We do stress management. So again, that ties back into the clinical realm of things, but stress management, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a mom, you know, and really making sure that people are are minimizing their stress to be effective. And we do leadership development, um, lots of educational workshops, because I believe knowledge is power. So really making sure the community learns how to access these resources and these tools that sometimes aren't afforded to us, you know, as women, as, you know, people of color, that's been mostly my, um, target population. Yeah. How can we access these tools that, you know, people say can make us successful, mm-hmm. you know, so really giving that space and that opportunity and that voice for people to have access to them at low cost, you know, and also while building community, because you can't do it alone. You know, you need a village, you need people to Yes, give you the tools and effective strategies to grow, but you also need people to back you up and to support you and to pray for you and cheer you on along the way. So we try to incorporate both mental health and leadership tools to advance the community that we uh, serve. I love that. I love the scope of, you know, all the um, topics and things that you guys cover and bring to your community. Um, I think it's really great work that what you guys are up to and doing. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, how would you define a glow up? Because over here at the glow up effect, really tapping into, you know, how can you elevate um, outside of the exterior? Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, how would you define a glow up? Yeah. So when I think of that term, I I love it, but I also sometimes um, hate it because there are so many people who associate glow up with external, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, factors or your appearance, you know, how are you glowing up financially? And I believe the true essence of a glow up is how you transform internally and externally. Mm -hmm. How are you 
balancing both to become and show up as the best you. Mm -hmm. So the glow up effect and the glow up manifestation is when you have successfully learn to navigate your best internal self and your best external self. Beautiful. Snaps. Love (laughs) that because, you know, when I was thinking of a name, I was like, okay, like something that's, you know, like take it to the next level, something that's empowering, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and sometimes people are like, well, like, isn't it glow up? Like when so-and-so looked like Steve Urkel and they Mm -hmm. like glowed up to look like, you know, uh, Tom Brady and I'm like, yeah, yeah but like that we're all about the complete opposite here and mm-hmm. like thinking, breaking down, um, how everyone comes to be a success story in their own way, whether it's mm-hmm. one step or 10 steps ahead. Um, so having that said, I want to ask you, what would be your glow tip for the listeners today? Yes. Glow tip for the listeners today is work on you, heal for you and be you. There's no one else in this world that is you, and that is your superpower. The way to glow up is to really get real with what you feel, what you need, and what you need to elevate to the next level. Yeah, love that. Mm -hmm. I love it, especially because, you know, sometimes we feel like we are serving others so often, Mm -hmm. and I feel like my identity as a mother has really... um, tapped me into that. Like, I feel like I'm serving others all the time. And when I am not, I feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna take that advice for myself yes. <laughs> alongside with the listeners. Um, but lastly, I want to ask, you know, where would you like to continue to take empower our crown in the next few years? Um, and you know, once we're out of quarantine, the rest of this year. Yes. yes. So for this year, I want to continue to expand our network, continue to build our platform. And in the next few years, I want to go global. You know, that's something that is very big for me. I want to be able to go throughout different cities and countries throughout this world and really give people an opportunity opportunity to elevate and recreate themselves and redefine what strength and power and love and success is, you know, not for other people, but for self. Because when we are tuning in and maximizing our best selves, it's that much easier to help impact others on a more influential and global level. Mm, Love it. I can't wait. Um, Whenever you're having your conference, Uh, send me the link I'll be over there I love it Um, but yeah that's really it I really want to thank you so much for joining me and I wanted you to be able to share where can the listeners find you online to learn more about Empower Crown and yourself sure so thank you again for this opportunity it was awesome talking to you just felt so organic Um, love to hear it And you can follow us. So Empower Our Crown is on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram is at Empower Our Crown. Our Facebook is Empower Our Crown LLC. And then you can find me on Instagram at at Dr.Pilar, P-I-L-A-R, Tucker, T-U-C-K-E-R. And then we have a website as well for Empower Our Crown. It's www.empowerourcrown.org. Please reach out, subscribe to our website. We send out a newsletter every Monday. I'm actually going to send it out after this. Oh, I got to get on that. Let's get on. Send, subscribe to, to us and we will make sure that we give you all the tools that we have. Yes, love that. Well, thank you again so much for joining me. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I wanted to offer a quick reminder, if you haven't already, to become a Glow On email subscriber. By becoming an email subscriber, this is just going to give you a little more glimpse into what goes on at the Glow Up Effect outside of content on the podcast, outside of stuff that I'm posting on Instagram. This is really going to give you an inside scope of what's new and trending and what I've been up to that week. So it's really an awesome opportunity to get access to freebies, to get access to new content, as well as um, events and specials that I will be hosting the remainder of the year. So with that said, visit my Instagram page at The Glow Up Effect. Go to the link in my bio and there is a link in my link tree that allows you to become a subscriber. I also have a link to an awesome freebie called The Glow Up Roadmap. This is for any woman who really just felt like she abandoned her goals in January. Why you leave them goals behind in January, sis? So it sounds like you're needing a Glow Up Roadmap. So go over there and grab you one and then you'll have access to all the awesome emails I've been curating for my followers. All right. Well, stay awesome. Stay popping. Talk to you guys soon.